Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, and I'm founder of GSD Mindset, an agile consultancy, and GSD stands for getting stuff done. I help businesses clarify their objectives, then plan and build products that customers love. And I'm here today with my new co-host partner, Steve, and I'm going to let Steve tell you a little bit about himself, too. Hey, Cynthia. I am hey. Steve, Steve Mowbray, and uh, we are here to start hosting the better English version of Agile World because Carl started it over on the other side of the pond and you know, you know, we had to fix this language. So, so we're working on that. <laughs> and you may notice my lovely hat. So Carl is, you, you can tell Sabrina, she has a hat that matches her entire outfit and her hair. And lovely, Carl has, lovely. Uh, and Carl has a, a matching hat as well that matches his shirt, but not his hair anymore. Cause you know, he's got a little white in his hair. <laughs> So. Uh, you know, it's a specialist uh, thing. I had to, you know, I had to get the hairdressers in to do this for me. It's a highlighting. Oh, okay. It's it's a very nice look. It's a very good look for you. It's very distinguished. And so, um, th this is the hat that Sabrina chose for me. It's her fault. Don't blame me. <laughs> uh, but today we are going to talk about we're going to talk about Agile World, and we're fascinated to to learn more about why Carl Smith and Sabrina Bruce created this. Now, I, was, I wanted to figure out who I should introduce first. And I was going to go, oh, let's think about maybe age before beauty, but no. And then, then I thought maybe brains before brawn, but no, because Sabrina is the, the brains and the brawn. She... <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm, I'm the beauty and the age, so it all, it all works out. <laughs> so I just thought maybe, maybe we'll just go with, we'll, we'll, we'll just let Sabrina start. So Sabrina, tell us about yourself. What's up? So for starters, normally we just talk over each other. So we're doing pretty well so far, Carl, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so without me, so I'm an agile. There we go, you've done it already. <laughs> so I'm an agile coach in the UK. And uh, so a bit of background about me and our, about Carl. So first thing is me and Carl have never met in person. We actually <gasps> met through the Agile 20. Yep, we've only seen each other <laughs> this nothing below the waist here it's it's i'm just on the trolley you're just like a floating baby head of just a floating <laughs> <head>. <laughs> like the nixon in a jar where you <laughs> futurama so the way that we met was quite a really weird circumstance. We were both doing some work for the Agile 20 Reflect Festival, which happened back in February for a whole month. And it, one of our colleagues turned around and kept saying, you know, Carl, you need to do a video together. And we kept looking at each other going, why? We, we, we couldn't kind of work out with our personalities how it would work. And then we finally got together and, and did a few videos. And we started interviewing people for the festival. And we worked out that actually we, we match quite well. We're actually quite really good friends now. We've built a really good friendship together. And that's kind of the start of the journey of Agile World and how it kind of started. And it's just gone, we've been very lucky. It's just gone kaboom. Um, as you may have noticed, there is a theme. We are very jokey and playful. The theme is Wayne's World. We are big fans. Um, but there is actually a reason why we're actually doing this. And I'll let Carl explain that. Oh, she, thank she you gives for you that. the hard part. You notice that? 
Um, <laughs> I think there's, you know, I, the thing about Agile and that people, a lot of people miss is that there, there are some superstars in Agile and, you know, we're very thankful. In fact, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> But <laughs> but there's a bunch of other people who work really hard that no one's ever heard of that do all the work that make all of the uh, difference. And uh, we wanted to give them an opportunity to, to speak about what they do. And, and the other part is that, you know, Agile is becoming some, in somewhat a mystical art. Um, which is not really what it's meant to be. It's meant to be an open thing that anyone from anywhere can participate in, can learn from and can evolve their skills. Uh, and so we're trying to expose that uh, you don't have to be a certain type of person to do Agile. You can be anyone. Uh, and that's why we have such a wide programming uh, view for this. We want, we want people to learn. We want people to feel that they can participate and also that they're not alone. Uh, and I think that's that's really important when you're involved in such a high pressured environment in many organizations is that you have some uh, some people out there that have similar experiences and you can go and you can watch or listen to shows and go, oh, wow, they went through this four years ago or they're, they're going through it now. Um, I, I, you know, I can't take exactly what they've done and apply it, but I can I can learn from it and I can feel supported. No way. It's awesome. So there's there's this agile manifesto thing, right? <laughs> a bunch of skiers got together. They're all software developers, bitheads, and stuff. So, what do you what do you mean? What do you, what what do you mean when you say agile for everyone? What? But if I don't develop software, what what do I do? What what's up? Well, so, I mean, I think there's there's a bit where um, agile has transcended uh, software quite dramatically because it's a lot of everyone says it's common sense but there's an awful lot of people without any common sense at all clearly in the world um but it, it's 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 not it's not common sense i think agile is counterculture i think it, it causes us to think about what we do um and causes us to change how we behave with each other because instead of thinking about me we have to think about we we have to think about our teammates and our colleagues i mean how how we value each other and how we value what we do and I think that that is quite profound and that is way beyond software development. Um, I think it's, it's a great uh, culture to bring into government. It's a great culture to bring into education. Um, and, and, you know, it's a great culture to bring into your home with your family and with your children for them to understand how they relate. Right. I mean, from what we had talked about, Sabrina and I, know each other because we're advisors to the Scrum Alliance. And we gave a couple of presentations and one of them was personal agility where we talked about that. And what you had just said fits perfectly into, I think what Sabrina and I believe is about an agile mindset's about focus, yeah. accomplishment, and then reflection so you can get better. And I think the piece of people, people always take out is like, they're not focused. They want to get, they want to do it all now. They don't know how to focus and accomplish something. Right. They just make a big task list, which is ridiculous. So yeah. I love, Carl, what you had just said, because that is what I preach to no matter who I talk with for any kind of consulting gig or if somebody interviews me. I always go far, focus, accomplish, reflect. And people are like, what? Because they don't have focus. <laughs> they, they just do stuff. And meetings are not agile actually right we try to minimize that so that we can and that's why i named my company gsd for getting stuff done 
<laughs> wait, wait, but but my bonus well, isn't based on that, so that's a well, that's a problem. <laughs> but just you better change that. Like, <laughs> literally today, um, a colleague of mine I used to work with, I actually did some coaching and training with him. He was a product manager, and he did a post yesterday that made me the proudest person ever. I very rarely would go out for credit, you know. For us, so when I go to a business, it's them that are doing the hard work. But he remembered one day in one of the training sessions he had with me, I said, look, at the end of the day, you can use Agile for anything, even in your personal life. And he actually posted out on LinkedIn. I'm going to say his name, Mike Turner. Uh, he posted out on LinkedIn. He actually used Agile over uh, our lockdown period in the UK to lose weight. And it was Did you just post that amazing. today? Did you I just did post that today. Okay, I saw it. I it saw is it. amazing. Yeah. He showed how he retrospected, he refined his backlog and he explained it in detail. Right. And you're right, this is it, it's proof in the pudding. You can use it in your personal use. I've, this is the first person I've ever met who's done it with a massive weight loss. And, and, and he did it and he achieved it by using Agile. I, and he even, he even tagged me and said, thank you very much, Rita. I was just so proud. But this is why we do this. This is what we believe in. <laughs> I very rarely beat myself up. We need to teach it to <laughs> students. And that's another thing, Steve, we probably should put down on our list is to get educators because one, when we did goal setting and achievement, one of the first clients was, was a daughter of someone I had worked with in the past. And her daughter was having trouble in her last semester of college. She, wanted, she needed to graduate. She was completely overwhelmed with all she had to do. And basically, like we sat down and created a combo board for her. And so that she wasn't worrying about everything. It was only like, what do I have to get done this week? And then what do I have to get done? And, and working through it. And so you're right. Like it, it's crazy that when people say they're, they're suffering from stress and overwhelm and I'm like, well, I probably could help you in 15 minutes with getting you to start thinking with an agile mindset. You know, it's like, we shouldn't be having that because we should only be really focusing on what we want need to accomplish now. And the rest of it is really kind of out of our control or could change. By the time we get to the end of the week, as we know from the last 18 months, it could be different every single week, right? Yeah, abs absolutely. Carl, you, you, you mentioned education when, when you were mm -hmm. talking about different places to apply Agile. And I don't know if you guys have ever been involved in a study group, but there are a few better examples of, of naturally forming teams than study groups. And so I think everybody coming out of college or school understands some of the agile principles and somehow or another corporate world just beats, beats the heck out of them. So, <laughs> so, so, so I think the, 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 the problem with corporate world is, is they think there's a single route to success. Mm -hmm. And what we acknowledge in agile is that there's multiple routes to success, but they all have different sets of outcomes. And mm -hmm. so you have to work out which set of outcomes you want to have for success to mean the right things. I like that. Now, Carl, I love that. I that, love that. Your journey. <laughs> so Carl, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and, and how you ended up with the outcomes and with, with your agile journey from where you started, where you are today and, and kind of how you ended up here. And Sabrina, I'm going to come back. We're going to ask you, you the same thing. So, and then we're going to ask you how it feels because you've been asking people that for like two or three seasons. And <laughs> now people, now we're asking you and it's like, Oh, the tables are turned. Oh, I see. <laughs> Those, okay. They're giving you the hard questions. See how we do that? So, so yeah. my background's kind of <laughs> not straightforward, which is great, I think, for what we're doing with Agile World. I, I actually come from a design background. Oh. Um, and uh, I was actually a silversmith, of all things. 
I did silversmithing at college and furniture design and glass blowing and ceramics. Um, and then I went straight into engineering <laughs> because right. I could draw uh, in an engineering sense. It was, it's the thing is I had a good understanding of material science and I became a product designer. Um, and then I kind of moved on from there into, um, computer science accidentally. Uh, I was involved with uh, a big defense organization that uh, was building something. Uh, I was doing the product design for it, and I kind of challenged some of the programming ideas around it as to you know, how will this actually work if you're being shot at, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, useful stuff. <laughs> um, and I got involved in something called usability uh, in the 1990s. Um, and uh, that kind of changed the, my direction of my life because it was really very much about thinking about usage uh, by the intended audience. And then I've, 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 I came up with a bunch of theories and ideas and a few of them stuck. You know, I was involved in creating a notion of ethnographics, which is a digital enactment of ethnography. And ethnography is a long-term anthropology-based activity to understand cultures and behaviors. But I came up with a short form that you could do in four hours. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank which... you for clarifying that. <laughs> We're all like, that sounds really impressive. Thanks, Carl. Well, no, it's, it's not really because my sister, who is actually an anthropologist, punched me when she found out I'd done that because um, <laughs> I basically derailed an important area of science by trying to help um, technologists understand the better context of use of what they were building anyway so I was, I was involved in that right up until about 2003 and I'd heard of agile and I heard about it in not a good way <laughs> I heard these agilists are coming in and stealing our user stories which is funny because uh, user experience and usability stole them from marketing <laughs> so we never owned them anyway um, and so I, I followed the user stories into agile and uh, it's just it's kind of like a revelation moment when you see something that's so clever but so simple um, and uh, it goes back a lot, a lot for me into my family's culture which is Irish which is very much about society very much about respect and uh, learning about people before making any determinations um, and the whole team concept is completely as I said earlier counterculture you know everything here is is about me but actually when you start working into teams then you start relying on people you start trusting people you get much better uh, sets of deliverables and then I actually I worked as a scrum master for about three or four years with no certification at all sorry guys uh, <laughs> for all of those involved in certification authorities I didn't even know they existed I just heard about this stuff read some stuff about it and tried it and it worked and it worked brilliantly um, I mean one of one of the projects I worked on which later became Zoopla I invented a, uh, a delivery point because they had not had a moment of success in over a year uh, because no one knew what they were working on. Everyone was so disparate. They weren't working in a team. They weren't aware of each other. Um, and um, I, I, I got cakes from the, the, the best cake shop in London and coffee and all this sort of stuff. And we had a party nice. to celebrate them all working together for the first time in two years. Um, wow. And... Uh, in the end, that, that underlying piece of technology that we worked on 
became Zoopla, which is one of the biggest property sites in in UK. Nice. Um, so I've kind of have I have evolved. It, Agile has changed me. Um, I haven't tried to change Agile. I think I've 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 been more and more open to it and let it uh, flow. It sounds like it's forced now, um, but I've, I'm having a lot of fun with it uh, and I'm learning a lot. I did spend quite a long time avoiding the Agile community uh, because it was highly fractious and I didn't really want to get involved in the fights. Um, I spent most of my life focusing on delivering to clients and helping them to achieve better cultures and better uh, engagements uh, internally. Um, and then uh, I got involved in Agile 20 Reflects uh, quite accidentally. I phoned up Scott about something completely different and he, and he suggested I got involved. And being from a, um, a slightly um, concerned background, I, I want to find out what I'm getting involved with. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, if I'm making commitments to things, I need to understand what it is. So I checked out what he, what he was saying and why. And, and it was actually very sweet. I thought it was very kind-hearted and very driven by love uh, and, and in some ways by regret, uh, by not having uh, an openness in the Agile community at a point when, uh, and just before a friend of his died. Um, and so they had been estranged because of theories about Agile which no. is just oh, that's, daft. That's so but, that you know, until you're in that situation, you know, as I say, the Agile community was very, very fractious about, you know, some people being right and some people being wrong. And and I think Agile 20 Reflect was very much about who cares? Who cares about, um, you know, the acolytes of SAFE or the acolytes of uh, lesser? We really don't care. What we care about is about growing and understanding and being more open and being better communicators. And so Agile 20 Reflectors, where I met um, Sabrina. I was going to use someone else's name there to see if you noticed, but no. <laughs> um, and, and it was actually Scott that suggested we do a video together. And we kind of resisted because um, it may sound slightly odd, but I'm actually slightly shy. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not really, I, I don't like um, being a headliner. I'm more interested in getting things done behind the scenes. Uh, because that's how you get things done, basically. Um, and um, yeah, so we, we we formed Agile World. It's 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 a mixture of Wayne's World, plus also there was this uh, TV show uh, that did a, a nightly roundup from the Edinburgh Festival on the BBC, which is really good for the comedy festival. And I actually also own um, a corporation called Agile World. So um, it was to you know it, it it wasn't to help them; it was to help the community. Um, but having already basically already owning the name, uh, in the, at least in the US, um, I, I wanted to um, utilize it in a way that was purely uh, not for profit and to actually support people. Did I answer everything, Your Honor? <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve and I are honored to be the better English extension of <laughs> Agile World. UK and the world or whatever the Queen's English we're the better English you can be the Queen absolutely English I mean I, I'm, I'm, st I'm still trying to get the accent right it's, it's taken me a lifetime <laughs> I still can't get it so hopefully now everyone in the U.S. will understand better what's going on because we'll be speaking better English 
rather than good English. Queen's English, because I'll tell you, I watched a lot of British cop shows with my husband, and half the time we're like, what they say? Cool. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, I know. Manchester and Newcastle. Yeah. You have to turn on the closed captions when you're watching those movies. So, <laughs> so to summarize, basically what we're going to be doing is sharing experiences about how others in our community apply agile principles to become successful. So it doesn't matter that whether you're software or hot or not, right? Whatever, you, whatever you're doing, if you're applying an agile principle, we'll wanna hear from you. And hopefully by listening to us, both on this side and that side of the pond, you'll be able to achieve everything you want, you really, really want, because that's what we want for you, right? That's right. Okay. Beer ain't just for breakfast anymore and Agile ain't just for software. So <laughs> just have to accept that. So Sabrina, Sabrina, talk to us. How did you get connected with all of this? What is your Agile journey? I'm not used to this because you said we're normally on the other side of the chair. <laughs> it's off. It's scary, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm getting the other side of it. So um, so I had a bit of a, a, a weird journey myself. I, to be honest, I don't think anybody has a perfect journey into the agile world these days. So uh, <laughs> I started off like most young'uns when you come out of school, um, you think, well, what do I want to do? And originally at the time, it was fashionable to do graphic design. So I thought, I'll go do that. Then realized everyone else wanted to do it. And I thought, right, by the time you all get out of university, you're all going to be fighting for jobs. So I'm not going to do that. So I went straight into work. Um, I started working at quite a young age for my father's businesses. So he had taxi businesses. So I was always in the back of the scene. So I had an understanding on how businesses worked. So I was quite lucky as a young, uh, you know, younger knowing that. Um, I ended up in telecoms and I was in telecoms for quite a number of years. And I had the strangest journey and it wasn't up until around about a year and a half ago, I realized that journey that I thought was strange has actually benefited me in my career now. So I started off in the call center, loved it. I'm a talker, perfect job for me. Then moved into booking conferences, perfect, I'm a talker. Then ended up being a PA to a couple of executives. And I had this one amazing executive, which I'm actually still trying to find him. I haven't spoken to him for years. So uh, Roy Martinez, if you see this, please get in contact with me because um, I'm not spoken to you in years. But, you know, I was his PA and I was also PA to another. And they kind of realized, both of them, that I didn't want to be, you know, a PA for years. Don't get me wrong. Love the job. I had some great execs I was working with, but I wanted more. And they helped me in my journey to become, this is where the weird bit comes, a networks engineer. So I moved from being a PA to a networks engineer. And that's because of my love of technology. And um, I worked as a networks engineer. My claim to fame was at the time I worked with the uh, software and systems for MMS, picture messaging, SMS, um, and also uh, what was called WAP back then before we actually had the real internet when it does work, Carl. Um, and then I carried on in telecoms and then moved into delivery. And it kind of, I accidentally fell into delivery because they found it quite weird to have someone who was techie who could also speak to people and was happy to speak to people at the time. 
So moved into release delivery. And then I started to, um, and this is how I ended up meeting my now husband. So I worked in Bristol and he worked in Hollington. I was working on the back end systems. He was working on the front end systems. And he mentioned this thing called Agile and how they were working. Later on in life, I then got a promotion to be senior leadership. And I was given the option of where to live. And I just met this new guy who lived up in the north. And I thought, hey, this one. Oh, I'll move up to the north. Luckily, it did work out. We got married. But I then got <laughs> to see him work. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, round two. Is um, and then, you guys are married? <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, not this again. We've been asked this before. Just to confirm, me and Carl are not married. We are uh, brother and sister from other misters. Got it. <laughs> we like to call it. Virtual brother and sisters. Um, you guys haven't even met. So, yeah. Yeah, we do look after each other. Um, so I got the opportunity to actually watch this agile thing because he was doing it with his team. And I kind of thought, hang on a minute, it makes sense. This makes sense. It works. It's so simplistic. So that's where my, I like to call it an addiction, started. And he actually was showing me everything and he was showing me where to go and I was learning. And it, it was just the simplicity. It makes sense. You get stuff done. That's what I do for a living, get stuff done. Um, then I had a little bit of a railroad, got the opportunity. <laughs> I got an opportunity, I got an opportunity for redundancy and I took my print too and I regretted it. I really did regret it. Because, <laughs> no offense, don't get me wrong. Really, really good. But the reason I regret it was I took my prints to, got my certification, found out I was dyslexic. Wow. So I've been going through my journey, struggling with my spelling and wording and found out in my prints too, I was actually dyslexic, which was a benefit. Um, <laughs> but then I went for a job interview as a project manager and I'd done project management before, you know, I just didn't have the certification. And they asked me this one question, using the Prince 2 mythology, what percentage would you use to deliver this project? And I said, can I be honest? And they said, yeah. I said, 10%. Because if you make me do all of it, that project that you're asking me to deliver, I could probably deliver that in six months if you let me just use 10%. I don't need to write all that documentation or anything like that. And then that's when I really, I didn't obviously get the job. That's when I realized that wasn't the way I wanted to go. So that's when I moved into being a scrum master. And it, it's the first job I ever started that fitted my personality and my wants and needs. So I consulted, I was very lucky. I went out as a consultant, as a Scrum Master. I got my certifications through Scrum Alliance. I've always been quite close to Scrum Alliance. And I was very lucky being a consultant meant that I actually got what some people would take to get several years of experience. I'm talking around about six, seven, eight years of experience. I've gone in a very small space of time and um, my career accidentally accelerated and I kind of realized the journey I wanted to go into. And that was coaching and training and being a coach. And then that's how I ended up in this journey. But the one thing I realized is looking back at my CV now, you know, working in the call center, being a PA, conference booking, networks engineer, working in release management, working in leadership. Before, like a year and a half ago, I looked at it, I thought, that's so discombobulated. How's that worked? But actually, every single thing that I've done in my actual career has actually helped me have an understanding. So when I do go into companies as a consultant, I have the actual experience. I understand 
how the development teams work because I've been one of them. You know, I understand how delivery works because I'm, I've been delivery. I understand how leadership works because I've been in leadership. And I also understand how to talk to people because I worked in a call center. So, <laughs> <laughs> I thought just because you talk, I can talk to people. <laughs> but as Carl mentioned, we met Agile 20 Reflect, and I'm not going to lie, when Carl first kind of approached me and said, do you want to do Agile World? You know, we had a few conversations. I was nervous. Back in 2020, um, I actually made a mini contract with myself that I was going to do things to, I was going to do new things that I was actually scared of. I wanted to basically say in 2020, I was gonna achieve some elements that I was too scared to achieve. And this was one of them. And bless Carl, he took a lot of time in building my confidence. Um, Cause when you're going on camera, there's a lot of things you can think of. What do people think you look like? You know, Do they think you're big headed? All these things go through my head. And he has taken a lot of time to actually show me, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not that bad, you know, not so he bless him. We through our journey with Agile World, we have become extremely close friends. It is extremely rare if we don't have a voice message, message or something several times a day, or even a phone call, that Agile World is not just given this opportunity to everyone else, it's given me an opportunity to promote people with dyslexia that you can do anything it shouldn't stop you and you shouldn't be embarrassed about it it's been able to get me you know to be able to start speaking on camera and he's just been awesome he's, he's like my best mate so oh that's awesome that later. A, yeah that's that's a beautiful story thank it's you so very for sharing so much of yourself yeah. Carl, now I know the real reason why you wanted me to do this is because Sabrina and everybody else looks so much better now that I'm on camera, right? So. <laughs> uh, that. Come on. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do that to yourself. Remember, there will, will always be detractors outside of you. You should always big yourself up so they have less to aim at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There we go. So, so when you think about where you guys are today and where you were before, what, what was, what was like the big, did, did you guys have like a tipping point in your agile journey in your, in your mindset? Was there a moment yeah. where the, what, what, what was that like, Carl? Discovering calmness inside chaos. I think, I think I learned to be calm while the world is exploding around me um, and I think that is uh, that's an amazing thing because I use it in lots of places now it's not just in in work um, but you know when I used to travel through London before Covid um, you know literally people are fighting to get on and off transport and you're thinking yeah sure go for it <laughs> I've actually sat in railway stations thinking I'm 40 minutes early I'll just sit here for a bit and watch people um, instead of fighting my way through the crowds and and I think that's 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 come from a notion of uh, properly prioritizing understanding my relationship to my work uh, relating um, how I work to how I uh, adopt new things so Sabrina's list but also um, 
how I perceive others. I remember my father told me years ago that remember that we we judge ourselves by our intent and other people by their actions. And we really need to flip that around the other way. We need to try and judge people by their intent and ourselves by our actions. So I, I think, you know, we can have a much more peaceful life. And that that's where I'm aiming to go with all of this is actually to get more and more peace. That's a beautiful statement. Can I steal it? Yeah, help yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. We do tend to judge people by their actions and, and ourselves by our intent. And, and it should be the other way around. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Thank you for that. Uh, Sabrina, what about you? What was, what was your do, light bulb moment? It, do you know what? It's to build better communication. Believe it or not, we all speak very similar languages but we seem to struggle to actually communicate with each other do you, know, do you know what i mean but it is to build better communication and it's also to build better trust and 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 that's where i'd like to be i'd like the one thing i focus on is, is getting people to talk to each other because i think we all assume that we understand each other but i think especially in the world we are now we don't mm-hmm. And we are speaking the same language. And I also want to build better trust and start getting to people understand, do you know what? As an example, I do this for a living. I've been doing this a long time. Give me some trust. You know, going back to work, you know, the teams, those developers, those guys that have just have been doing this stuff, let's trust in them. You know, they know what they're doing. They know more what they they need to do than some other people. So we just need that trust. So it's around communication and trust. And I feel I've built better with my communication. And I'm I'm a lot better with my trust as well. And I've learned to trust people. And I've learned to open up more. Maybe I open up probably a little bit too much, but luckily people find it funny. (laughs) Well, from what you're saying, there is something in the statement that says meet people, we need to meet people where they are. And what really made me sad about the rewriting of the scrum guide is that they took out the servant in front of leadership because servant leadership really, it, you can't like when you first start, especially if you've been a project manager for a very large part of your career where you're a taskmaster and you're assigning things and making sure people get things done, letting go and realizing and that piece, Carl, that you're talking about letting go and, ha- and people realizing, oh my goodness, it, it's up to it's them. They've committed, right? I need to help them. I ordering them around. I mean, it gets, it's sort of like almost better parenting too, like letting people make mistakes, letting people decide what they can and can't do. And, and having that retrospective so you can, they can realize their error of their ways, even though you could have told them what they needed to do before that kind of thing. It, I wish that we could put that back. <laughs> I would not have taken that out of the scrum guide. I realized like the scrum master is a true leader, but what does that mean? Not every project manager. And I realized in the beginning, I wasn't a good scrum master because you still have that taskmaster mentality. And I think once you let go and you realize what my husband once said to me, is like, Cynthia, you're not the project manager of home. You can't change the world. I mean, it's like everything doesn't have to be, you know, because like what you try to do instead of letting people make decisions, it's like you we're taking charge, we're doing this, we have this task list, and it's like stop. <laughs> you realize like 
So wouldn't you rather have an agile mindset at home than the project manager, taskmaster mindset? I'd rather be a servant leader than a taskmaster. You know and, I mean? and I completely agree with that because uh, because of my uh, defense uh, experience, I, I always have a secondary protocol in my mind and I have to <laughs> shout it down at every moment because the secondary protocol acts and simply follows through regardless of anything else and carries it right through to the end point. You don't want me doing that in your company. <laughs> well, do you facilitate me? It's like, how are you working with me? <laughs> Well, I think I think it's 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 a good dynamic, um, you know. Obviously, I'm, I'm here learning from you, and you're sharing your wisdom from your many, 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 many years of experience. What are you saying? I'm a lot older. Yeah, yeah. What are you saying? What are you, what saying? Are you talking about? I'm I actually have a lot older. <laughs> I keep telling you, there's no way you can convince people I'm older. I haven't had any work. Done. Well, the trouble is, I have, but it all involves life. <laughs> <laughs> you, wear, you you wear the life well so thank you thank you so as we're getting close to closing up our intro episode of the better english agile world is there any anything that you want to leave everybody with like or, or handing over as you hand over the reins were your final words of wisdom for the two of us steve and myself oh i have absolutely no wisdom at all for you <laughs> okay, uh, that's the, good. i think the most important thing is to have fun and and be helpful and open to others to to guide you and make sure that you don't get any wooden nickels and i think that air guitars could be used more <laughs> And I think we need to get the long hair out. Yes, I think we need to start that. And and yeah, have, have fun. I mean, we both, you know, we absolutely love working with you guys. You know, so yeah, I think it's going to be great. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. And I really appreciate your confidence in us. And now, Carl, I think there was something worth mentioning that happened today. There was a list of brilliant thinkers of 2021 was, was somebody's <laughs> book on that uh, it was sabrina did you have something or what, what, what? I, I, I can't remember carl can, please tell us about that I, you know, all right I like yeah it was kind of cool and um I'm, I'm kind of stepping back a bit from the whole thought leader thing and, and just focusing on doing useful stuff but uh, i got listed in the top 100 books of 2021 with my book on uh, agile transformation yeah. which is a really really short guide it's just it really is just I, I actually use it as a crib book for myself to make sure I don't miss any pieces out when I actually work on uh, transformations so, oh there it is there it is. Uh, you told that a little closer to the camera babes because we can't oh uh, yeah so it's it this is one but Carl's not just an author of one book hang a minute so Carl <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to find this um, uh, we've also got this one there we go. Design, designing for human experience. Wow. Yeah. Well, Carl, one of the things I love about the, the current book is, is the fact that it is short and concise. I honestly believe. These are just coloring books, just so you know. They're not hiding out. They're coloring books. Wait, wait, wait. You, have to open, you, have to open, you have to turn the page. To, you have to show us one of your colors. Something you oh, hang a minute. You got oh, to how to draw things. 
because <laughs> I like to do a lot of visualization drawing. Okay. I just started okay. learning graphic visualization. So this is how to draw things. And then this is modern hand lettering. See, the, the one that can't spell is learning to actually write. Oh, calligraphy. That's brilliant. That's brilliant oh, for anybody who needs to write on a, a, on a whiteboard, right? It's therapeutic. That's all I can say. When the stresses are high, I get the book out. It's therapeutic. So. Okay. So everybody pay attention to the lifelong learner, Sabrina. <laughs> and everybody pay attention to the, the, the mentor and transformation guide, Carl. So, <laughs> but, but that wasn't just a hundred agile books, was it? It was just a hundred. It was a hundred books uh, of, by, written by thought leaders. I mean, um, for a long, I never even knew I was a thought leader. I th I th it's an interesting concept, but um, we always but I, knew that I, about you. But you know, well, it's, uh, the things I write, I've been writing since two thousand and one in a blog. And about two thousand five, I was offered a book, and I said no. I wanted to keep the content free. And then <laughs> this year, I published some books. But the, I think the point is, I still keep most of my content free because. It's about ideas and about giving people the chance to say, oh, I thought of that too, or to, to engage beyond um, the sense that something is owned by someone. Because I think that the greatest level of human thought is shared consciousness, not, not owned by one person. I love that. And your books are not expensive either. So. <laughs> no, I keep them as cheap as I can. <laughs> so, so obviously oh. you're, not, you're not doing it for, for the bank. So oh, I'm not making any money out of it. It's not for that. It's not, not at all. It's literally a point in time to help people, I hope. And, and Carl, is that great? Another one of my achievements I wanted to do was to be able to become a bit of an author. So Carl, so somebody who's heavily dyslexic, and he asked me if I wanted to be part author on a book with him. I kind of went, really, me? Are you, you prepared to get spell checker out and move things around? Um, but he did it and he worked with me. He gave me that opportunity. So that's awesome. Is. That's now you that's have to start perfect. from the back of the book and go forward, right? So, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> so the the plan is to do another volume of that book, which is the um, um, unexpected agile mm -hmm. and unexpected journey, uh, uh, com uh, compendium of agile biographies. So the plan is to hopefully this October people will be getting me their uh, chapter. Uh, and I will be publishing it for them because the point here is, as I said, even the whole point of Agile World is, is for people to understand that there's many ways into Agile and there's lots to learn and lots of ways to evolve. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think that we should end there because it, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, I, I just want to say, I, I want to say thank you to Cynthia and Steve because I think you know you're you're taking on something here that's that is um, so important, but also so much work. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> now you tell and, us. Now you tell uh, us. Well, it's too late now. You, you, you've agreed to do it. So, um, but but it's 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 a lot of work, uh, but it's 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 very rewarding, uh, and it's a great opportunity to help people. Um, and so I'm just really happy that you both want to do this. You were not brought in at gunpoint. You are not, you're not, you're not, you're not chained to your chairs or anything like that. So, so thank you. <laughs> okay. <Thank you. laughs> okay. We'll try. We'll do it. Message me offline. Message me offline. <laughs>
Well, thank, well, you. thank you for, thank the, you for experience. the opportunity. And, and we're, we are now continuing our Agile journey together, right? So this yes. is a new part of our, our journey. So this is going to be awesome. I love this. Anyway, any closing remarks? Um, very excited to find out what you what you do with it and how you evolve things because that's that's what we expect is that people will do the same thing with a different perspective so really excited okay one last thing so if people are interested in seeing this are we going to be on the azure world youtube channel just on that same page are we going to get like a road what where, where can people go to find out if they can't understand what you guys are talking about because you have your <laughs> If your so, accent and they want to see better English, like where would they go for that? So, so there, there will be, want, uh, sorry. I was going to say, we'll, we'll put on the video. <laughs> There'll be obviously the YouTube channel on the website. Go, go on, Carl. We did it. I so, knew it was weird. We interrupted <sighs> each other. Anyway, there, there, there will be a playlist of, of uh, the work that you produce. Um, uh, I will probably set up a separate website uh, with just your content in it as well um and uh it will be in the podcast listed as probably better english version sounds awesome because <laughs> then i can tell my kids that where to go oh, yeah. family because sure. <laughs> i'm sure they want to watch it <laughs> and I, I i love how you, you set us up for for offending people right right off the bat so well, <laughs> it's part of my way of working with people is that is is they need to get over that um self-importance piece straight away <laughs> yeah we're gonna bl blame you straight up straight off the bat for that one so. <laughs> oh thank you very much guys anyway thanks. thanks ladies and gentlemen this was wonderful greatly appreciate it bye-bye bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye.